Welcome to the International Intro Mission. These are the news of the week. The Taliban announces new government in Afghanistan. Now it seems that the Taliban are trying to bring some order into the chaos they made. So the Taliban have named Mullah Mohammad Hassan Akund to lead their new interim government nearly three weeks after the group seized control of the country. Mullah Akun is on a United Nations sanctions list and, it is, and is the longtime head of the Taliban's powerful decision-making body, the Ravari Shura, or Leadership Council. He was previously the Foreign Minister and the Deputy Prime Minister during the Taliban's last stint in power from 1996 to 2001. Some observers viewed Akun and believed to be in his mid-sixties and possibly older, as more of a political than a religious figure, with his control over the leadership council also giving him a say in military affairs. Mullah Akun has a Pashtun lineage from Hamad Shan Durani, the founder of modern Afghanistan, uh, circa 1700s. He played a crucial leadership and guidance role in the Ravadi Shura Council of Leaders, often called the Keta Shura, formed after the Taliban was driven out of power in a US-led military invasion in 2001. He is the author of several works on Islam. Akund is a very respected leader, especially not only for his works on the political terrain, but of course on uh, the religious one as well, being a, well, quite charismatic figure on Islam. And what can we expect from this new government? Well, we might see some changes on the way things work, especially on how Islam can be applied into Afghanistan, in a forceful manner, of course. So, we just might have to wait and see what happens under the guidance of this new leader and, well, we could say Prime Minister of, well, new Prime Minister of Afghanistan. On other news coming from CNN, the Paralympics. Tokyo Paralympics comes to an end with colorful and vibrant closing ceremony. The Tokyo Paralympics officially came to an end on Saturday as a closing ceremony took place at the Olympic Stadium. While the ceremony, with which included singing, dancing, and a parade of nations drew to its conclusion in the Japanese capital. The Paralympic flag was formally passed on to Paris and accepted by the city's mayor, Anne Hidalgo, in anticipation of hosting the 2024 Games. It marks the end of nearly two weeks of Paralympic sport, during which China topped the medal table with 96 goals and 207 medals in total. Great Britain was second with 41 goals and USA third with 37. Together against the odds, we did it, said the International Paralympic Committee President Andrew Parsons during his closing ceremony speech. In 12 magical days, athletes gave the world confidence, happiness and hope. Athletes broke records, Athletes won hearts, athletes opened minds, importantly, athletes changed lives. And now, coming from the BBC, Hurricane Ida, one million people in Louisiana without power. Louisiana residents may be in the dark for weeks as officials take stock of the damage from Hurricane Ida. 
Ida made landfall on Sunday with 240 kilometers per hour winds, the fifth strongest to ever hit the U.S. mainland. About one million lo locals remain without power. It's going to be a difficult life for, for quite some time, said one local leader in the greater New Orleans area. About 5,000 National Guard members have been deployed to aid search and rescue. In addition, more than 25,000 workers from around the country have mobilized to support power restoration in the state, according to CNN. COVID-19 has also further complicated efforts to keep people safe. Louisiana hospitals are already under pressure from COVID-19, as the state has the third highest rate of infections in the U.S. Normally, hospitals in the predicted path of the hurricane would be evacuated, but this time there are few beds available, even at facilities further inland. We don't have any place to bring those patients. Not in state, not out of state, Mr. Edwards said. Ida came ashore on the 16th anniversary of Hurricane Katrina, a Category 3 storm when it made landfall. And for last, El Salvador has adopted Bitcoin as an official currency. And well, it's off to a rocky start. From the New York Times, El Salvador faced a rocky transition in its adoption of Bitcoin as legal tender on Tuesday. The government's app for facilitating transactions, its digital wallet, went offline temporarily. Protesters took to the streets of the capital to denounce the move, and the price of Bitcoin dropped sharply, demonstrating the volatility of the cryptocurrency market. The country is the first to use Bitcoin as an official currency, encouraging businesses and citizens to use it in everyday transactions, and the authorities struggle to smooth out glitches in the new system. President Najib Bukele wrote on Twitter on Tuesday morning that the digital wallet, which is called Chivo, after a slang, for, after a slang word for cool, would be available to Salvadorans in the United States and almost anywhere in the world. But even as large companies such as McDonald's began accepting Bitcoin payments in El Salvador, for a time the wallet was not available to anyone and the country slowed its rollout. Mr. Bukele also announced on Twitter that servers were temporarily being taken offline as Chivo added capacity and he acknowledged issues with downloads. We prefer to correct it before reconnecting it, he said. When the law to adopt Bitcoin was passed in June, experts warned that it could bring instability and unnecessary risk to El Salvador's fragile economy. International financial regulators have also voiced legal concerns. Apart from the economic risks of Bitcoin volatility, the World Bank and the International Monetary Fund, which is considering a fin financing deal with El Salvador, have said making Bitcoin an official currency could leave a country open to money laundering and other illicit financial activity. Brock Pierce, an American cryptocurrency entrepreneur who is chairman of the nonprofit Bitcoin Foundation, dismissed the technical challenges. No one had any expectation that this would be completely smooth, Mr. Pierce said. Given that there were only 90 days between the Bitcoin law's adoption and Tuesday, 
He said he was speaking from a car in El Salvador that was full of entrepreneurs like him. It's rare to see a government act with the spirit of an entrepreneurial startup, Mr. Pierce said. Nothing that the move by Mr. Bekele was drawing investment attention from business people from around the world and could be good for Salvadorans without banking access. He called it a historic moment that would be remembered for many years to come. Thank you everyone, this has been this week's International Intro Mission. Till the next one!